<laughs> Welcome to Ike Live. Uh, this is going to be a great night. I want to run down for you the list of our sponsors. They make this show happen. First of all, Mystery Tackle Box, our presenting sponsor. Uh, Christmas in a box, Pete, to your doorstep. Every month. Every month, once a month. This thing's unbelievable, isn't it? We love it. We, we love, love it. We love it at my house. Everybody here loves it. I've got baits that I've been stockpiling every month. Yes. I can't wait till the ice melts and I get to go out and throw them. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, check them out on uh, mysterytacklebox.com. And I want to tell you something. we got a great promotion for our viewers tonight if you're watching. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE. You get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. Outstanding. The black box. The good box. <laughs> the That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. It's quite it's quite a deal. Try it for at least a month. I think you'll love it. Try it. Mystery Tackle Box. Amazing, amazing product. We're also brought to you by Flambo. Flambo makes some of the best tackle storage systems in the business. Pete Klusik. We love Flambeau. Flambeau was out at the Bash University with us again this weekend. We were in Massachusetts, and uh, every one of our students gets a Flambeau tackle box and yes. a gift box. Yes. And there's Z-Rust technology. Outstanding. Yeah, listen to me. If you're in a Walmart, if you're going down the aisle at a Kmart, do they still have Kmarts? I think they do. Sears, wherever you're at. If that tackle box does not say Flambeau on it, do not get it. <laughs> Look for the Flambeau sign. Look for the Z-Rust sign. Keep your bait safe. Remember the Kmart spring specials they used to have? Yeah, blue light special? The, the spring fishing special. Oh, spring fishing special. I, I used to love when they did that. Color selector lures. <laughs> We're going way back. Way back. We're also brought to you by Liquid Mayhem, or Mayhem, depending on where you're <laughs> part of the country. Censor uh, the deal, Pete, on slow baits, uh, cold water. Anytime you're flipping, sense the deal. Liquid Mayhem makes some of the best. It's sight, it's sound, and it's scent. And fishermen neglect scent more than any other thing. They do. Try Liquid Mayhem, guys. They do. It's amazing. And we have Keith Boucher on. We're going to be talking about Liquid Mayhem. Uh, we're brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Kayak fishing is changing the world. Mm-hmm. A whole new group of people getting into fishing because kayak fishing's affordable. It's easy access. And, of course, Hobie Kayaks, the only one with the pedal drive system, pretty awesome. We're also brought to you by uh, we're brought to uh, TH Marine. Uh, and they got some killer stuff. It seems like uh, every week they're announcing a new product. They got some <laughs> really, really cool stuff. Yeah. The, the coolest one, the, the hottest one that I'm seeing is, is the G-Force uh, Eliminator. Prop nut. Prop nut. Right. Cool product. D- eliminating vibration, reducing vibration and sound out of your trolling motor. Uh, stealth is key to catching giant bass. And, you know, that that's a that's a key product. I think it's going to be a real hot product this year for the TH Marine guys. If you've got a boat, any kind of 12-foot to an 80-foot boat, check out TH Marine. Great products. Brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Every dude I know on tour uses Tackle Warehouse. Even the Bass Pro Shop guys. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They use Tackle Warehouse. Go to TackleWarehouse.com. Best in the business. It's true. He said it. Uh, brought to you by the Bash University. Uh, Pete, real quick, Bash University has a... Trial program for BUTV. Tell everybody about that real quick. Try try BUTV, BashU.TV. Try it for 10 days for free. Check out what we're doing. Just this last Thursday, we launched KVD's Cold Water uh, Seminar on how we trigger strikes in cold water situations. And, uh, you know, what we're launching on Thursday is uh, the Positive Mental Attitude, uh, Gerald Swindle's PMA Seminar, what he uses uh, to be successful on tour and win the Angler of the Year uh, this uh, this past year. But it's a lot going on at Bash University. 
Our next one's coming up in Columbus, Ohio, February 11th and 12th, with an amazing cast of characters there for Bash University, including Roland Martin. Roland Martin, the great. Yeah, one of the greatest. And uh, Scott Suggs, the FLW champion, yes. uh, one of the original million-dollar winner, and uh, some terrific topics, but you can check all that out at thebashuniversity.com. Okay, and uh, getting to the end here real quick, two new sponsors on board with Ike Live yeah. this year. Very excited. Want to welcome Real Snot. Uh, Real Snot is a pretty, pretty cool product. Uh, it's a line spray. And let me tell you something. If you want to get more distance out of your cast, you got to try this stuff. You want to get rid of the memory on your line, you got to try this stuff. And finally, with Cherokee right around the corner, if your guides are freezing up, this, this stuff's the bomb, Pete. You cannot fish in cold weather without a product like this. you got to have it. Check it out, Real Snot. And then finally, a uh, nice tie-in to tonight's show with Shay Baker being on the show. Uh, upload it fishing uh, on board uh, uh, Sponsor Night Live this year. And we're going to talk a lot about Upload It. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And uh, if you film your fishing, if you're already doing it, you got to check this thing out. Uh, you're going to win a lot of great prizes. It's going to be awesome. Uh, before we go, I would like to, uh, f- uh, first of all, thank the police, the firemen, the military, EMT. Thank you, guys, men and women, for what you do. It's a crazy world out there. And I think uh, Brian Carpenter, let's get this started. What do you think? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the internet. Now it's time for Mike Live. is this foolishness how many dreams can you shape in a minute an hour the kind of clean you like best lost three of my teeth too all right so you lost next time you win steamy hot hearty delicious invigorating Folks at home, folks at home, welcome to Ike Live. There's never been an intro like this before. We've got live music in the house tonight. It's going to be a great night. And I feel like talking to the music. It's going to kind of sound like I'm singing, but I'm not really singing. I'm talking. Uh, Want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. we got a great show in store tonight. First of all, let me introduce the co-host of the show, 
The one, the only, Grandpa Pete Lusick. <laughs> Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How was Boston, Massachusetts? Just well, back from BU? It's frozen. Frozen in BU? Yeah, Boston. most all the lakes are frozen up there. Okay. It's, you know, but uh, the people were great. We were at the New England Fishing and Outdoor Expo, and uh, it was a mob scene. Uh, we had uh, a couple rookies with us this year. Well, one in particular is Mark Daniels Jr., who's going to be a rookie on the elites with you guys this yes. year. And cool. uh, he did, a, yeah, he did a fantastic job uh, talking about some really cool things for Bash U. And Ish was there with us. Chris Lane, the classic champ, was was there this weekend. We had yes. a we had a ball up in Massachusetts. Some great people. Some a lot of the same faces and a lot of new faces Chad in Pipkins our class up there, this yeah. year. Chad was there this wow. year. Also a Bash University rookie, just dropping some serious smallmouth knowledge He's on our good. on our people He's up a, there. He's a smallmouth yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Good class. Good class. Uh, let me introduce the rest of the room, man. We got a crew tonight here for you, and you've heard the music, and now I'm going to point out the man behind the music. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Wheeler, Missile Bates, joining us tonight. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. That's well, a, well, hello. Yes. <laughs> I want to tell you, there has been a lot of guitars played on that couch, but never. Not like that. Never. Anybody that knows what they're doing. Not with the Buck Owens guitar. <laughs> it's really Not awesome. Not playing a metal riff with a Buck Owens guitar. The Buck Owens guitar. Is that Look what that, that is? Thing. Yeah. I like it. Look at the uh, bead bender on the back. Wow. Wow. That's homemade. That's good stuff. Sticks his penis in that. They don't even know what that is. No. <laughs> no. But the, a good analogy for all the fish heads watch tonight, it would be like a Buck Perry spoon. It's classic. That's true. It's original. Yes. yes. It's the exactly. first deep diver of its time. That's good an analogy. Good analogy. Good Thank analogy. You. Yeah. Great. Uh, and sitting next to Shannon, the one and only John Cruz in the house. JC. How you doing tonight, John? Good. Glad I'm, to be here. I'm stoked to have you. You've actually, I think you've been on the show probably more than most of our guests have ever been on the show. I want to say four Four or five times? That I think about so. Right? Something like that. Okay. And a couple yep. in studio. This is actually probably your second time in studio, yep. right? Yeah. But this is nice because it's just us. We're, we've right. got you cornered tonight. Yeah. I get to harass everybody you have on. Okay. <laughs> and uh, sitting next to John, I actually called him Eric earlier in the night. Tim Grind. Tim, how you doing tonight? Tim, I, I Tim uh, thank you for the beer. Uh, Brian he, Carpenter, he give me a close-up of this real quick. He brings gifts. Tim brought us, look at this, get a close-up of that. Hop, drop, and roll. Hop, drop, and roll, IPA, straight from North Kakalaki, and that's our beer of the night. So thank you for bringing that. It's awesome. We're going to put you on the spot later and give you a mic, and we're going to make you talk. So you're not getting out of here without that. <laughs> uh, let me finish introducing everybody here tonight, and in the booth... The one and only Brian the Carpenter producing the show tonight. Yo. How you doing, Brian? We're good. Good? We're off and running. What's happening? Uh, I don't know. It looked like you wanted to fight me earlier. And huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're good, man. Okay. Everything yeah. good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Sitting next to Brian, probably the best intern on the planet. Eric, the intern. Eric, how you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Unofficially. Yeah. Still, still recovering from that last tournament I fished cool. on Saturday. Cool. Now let, let me let me ask you something. You don't have a uh, you don't have dreads under that hat, do you? Unfortunately, no. Okay. I wish, but really? I still I have Gerald Swindle approved hair though. Okay. <laughs> At least it's not a man bun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then finally, sitting next to Eric, the intern, it's kind of like a cameo appearance by this guy. I don't know if you see him back there. The one and only Jared is in the house tonight. What's up, y'all? Jared, 
He's watching over Wave us. your hand at everybody. Just What's up, y'all? taller than everybody. There oh, he Jesus goes. <laughs> Jared, this is your theme song. It is. <laughs> How did he, he know? He <laughs> <laughs> just said uh, nice. Yeah. Dude, this yeah. is... I, I just want to sing. This is the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like I've never had the ur- the urgency to sing, and I can't sing at all. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Music? one more of these. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be singing all you. We'll like all be singing. We'll be doing Sweet right. Caroline together oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, let me remind everybody watching tonight. Uh, we want to hear from you, and your input. It's vital to the show, Pete. We want to hear from everybody watching. It's an important part. It's an important part. If you want to participate tonight's show, hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. If you're watching on IkeLive.com. And a little bit later in the show, third segment, we're actually – I'm for real this time. Brian DeCarpenter, I you say this every show, but we're actually doing it. What's up? We're going to be opening up the toll-free phone lines tonight. And taking callers. And we're giving away a lot of stuff tonight, Pete. Excellent. We're you do say that every show. Fishing gear. <laughs> we're giving away some Tackle Warehouse gift packs. And mm-hmm. we might be giving away some... Uh... It's Brian's baits. Brian, Whoa. we're going to give away Brian's... Oh, hell Brian's no. We're giving away Brian's jigs Our phones do not work. Tonight, so. Our phones aren't working. Uh, Screw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> phones are out. Phones are, phones are out. This is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? I get screwed every time. <laughs> <laughs> you get screwed every time. Damn it. I, I gave you your whopper plopper back. Yeah, a month later or a year later and rusty. <laughs> rusty hooks. And you still ain't caught a fish Rusty plopper. <laughs> rusty plopper. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to get right into it. So I, I want to let everybody know you guys drove up yep. today. Yep. And nice, nice drive up uh, 81. Up 81, came how, how, through came through DC, kind of. Yeah, how did around. that go? How did the the, the, the the crap hole of 95 that is DC to? Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, we went through you know early afternoon, so it was between rush hours, and uh, yeah, we're trying we're gonna try to miss it on the way back. So I'm not gonna talk good or bad about it yet <laughs> until I make you it don't back jinx through. It. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you if you say oh it was easy then that means you're going to get stuck in traffic for four hours, or if you say it was terrible then you might get terrible again. So right. I, I'm just I'm gonna say nothing. Yeah. Nothing. That that I, I tell you with all the traveling we do that is the worst. that is a nightmare to me to go through that. Um, and and of course Becky's mom and dad live down in that area yeah. so I'm I'm on 95 a lot. And there's not there used to be five ten years ago. You would you could time it and miss it, but I don't think there's a way to time <laughs> is that, it. Is that true anymore? No, it's because like, it be, seems like there's always traffic before you know? six a.m. Uh, before six a.m. you're okay, yeah. but you know from seven a.m. to seven p.m. there's a good chance you're going to hit traffic somewhere. It's gonna, Saturday, it's Sunday, a big mule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty bad. Maybe Trump can fix it down there. Trump can fix it. He's going to make traffic great again. (laughs) (laughs) Or or he'll just grab traffic by the... You know what I'm I'm saying. (laughs) I want to jump to this because this is... I know a lot of people um, have been asking me at the last couple shows we're at. I think there's a big misconception that um, a lot of the pros have been ready and equipment ready, boats ready, everything done 
for months and months and months. Like we've been done since like November of last year. Right. Uh, we were talking off air. Man, we're still we're still working and hustling. Where are you at in your preparation for the new season? Which, by the way, is less than a week away. Yes. Let me remind you. I just I finally had the opportunity to start rigging my boat last weekend. Yeah. And I do a lot of the rigging, the pers- this stuff myself. And so I've been on the road. I've been doing shows and everything like like you have. And I just got my boat about a week and a half ago. And in, in this past weekend was the first time I got a chance to actually rig it. So, I mean, I was rigging stuff at 10 or 10.30 last night. You know, I was doing stuff in the all morning. And then my uh, five-year-old Ivy, she had a birthday party. And so we went and she was doing gymnastics and all the kids were having a blast. So as soon as that was over, then we came home and... Uh, Noah, my stepson, he's 17. He's he's senior, awesome football player, two-time state champion, all-state quarterback. He finally made his decision on where he's going to go to college and play football. He's going to go to James Madison University. James yeah. Madison. Yeah. How about that, Beck? Mike's, if, if, <laughs> if y'all she, don't know, Mike's Mike's wife went to JMU. We're going to have to get Becky down here at some yes. point to do the the song, the uh, alma mater song. Of, I don't even do I don't know, know what it is. Do you know it? And Eric Dinter. Turn Eric up. Eric Dinter went Carpenter. there for two Turn years. You got it on me? He went there for two Come years. On, give it to us. Yeah, give I got it. it. I went there for two years. It's like Madison, James hold Madison. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Shannon, yeah, go, that's it. Go, I've go, seen go. that. Let's okay, go, right? Madison, James Madison, we are the Dukes of JMU, JMU! Madison, James Madison, I don't know the rest of the song. (laughs) That's it. it, (laughs) It's very peppy and... Yeah, kudos for Everyone Eric stepping out. Yeah, but he so he's 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 uh, he's committing. He's going to sign his letter of intent on Wednesday. Do all that kind of stuff. And awesome. Uh, Maya's got a basketball game tonight. She's play, She's nine. She's playing Shout basketball. Yeah, rock it out, girl. Go yeah. on, girl. And then um, and Sonia, my wife, she's holding it all together. Yeah, so, as she as she does. So, she's so awesome. key to have that. Have a. Uh, a family you, unit that supports what you're doing. You, you know? gotta, yeah, you gotta ha- have an independent wife in this industry to make it work. Yeah, I mean, Pete knows. I know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. key. Very key. Down, speaking of getting ready, uh, down in Tulsa last weekend, talking with G before he went on. I don't know if you guys even knew this, but uh, 24 of the elite pros will not have their new boats. In time for the elites this year. Wow! I knew it was going to be a good number, but that's that's high. Now that's this yeah. is that's breaking news. Brian yeah. Carpenter, did you hear what just what Pete just said? <laughs> Almost twenty-four <laughs> of the elite guys starting next week will not have their new boats. Yep. Why? They're, wow. they're going. Yeah. They're going to have to. You know. I don't know how they're going to manage it. G, G had the details on it, and of course, I was just an off-the-cuff estimate. But you yeah, know. you pay a twenty, uh, two hundred fifty dollars fine for not having your boat wrapped is all is is what happens. Because I've got, I've still got my twenty sixteen boat, mm-hmm. and I'm prepared to use it if I need to. Because it's, I, I only live three hours from Cherokee, even though I've only fished one tournament on it. I gotcha. I've, I've only three hours from there, so if I need to, I can come back and get it. Emergency swap. Emergency swap. Yeah. And I'll Good pay deal. that money and. Yeah. And, and fish, but I'm gonna I'm gonna as soon as I get home tomorrow I'm gonna go out on the lake and and check and see if all the stuff works on my boat, wow. which I do not know. I know for a fact I have the I have I don't have the right transducer on my trolling motor that I'm that I need to have for my uh, Ray Marine stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, real happy with all that stuff. But they somewhere along the line, and you know how it goes in all the all the rigmarole getting your boat. I did I didn't get that part. 
So uh, I'm going to get that. It's crazy. It, yeah. it, it just blows me away. And, you know, fl- flushing this thing out, like, why is that? Why are there two dozen guys that don't have their boats? Is it is it because bass started the season early? Or is well, it a boat manufacturing issue? I think it's a, it's a combination of a boat manufacturing issue and the complications of being a pro that that doesn't have the luxury of having two boats. Right. So he's got to get his boat turned around, and he, he right. can't place his order until he gets that turned around. And if that order doesn't come in until too late, the factories are all jammed up already. Right. And they've got to satisfy those customers. I think it's a combination of all those yeah, things. I think you're right, Pete. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder, and John, I'd like to get your opinion on this, um, major consolidation lately of boat companies. So you've got, you know... Uh, you know, Ranger being bought yeah. by a company. You know, before that, a couple other companies consolidated. Is that playing a part? You know. Well, yeah, I think in in uh, in effect, yes, because I know that last fall, when Ranger uh, was acquired by by Tracker Boats, you know, in Bass Pro Shops, that whole conglomerate, they they tried to convert the Ranger all their parts and all their ordering system over to the Tracker ordering system, as I understand it. Yeah. And they had some major issues, uh, and so right. there was essentially two weeks for no parts got shipped, and all that kind of stuff happened, and and I think that really just set them back. And I think uh, there there's been a lot of boats sold in the last six months. I think more than normal. Yeah. Right. And so they that you know that coupled with that kind of a situation yeah. where they're making a ton of boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got behind. There's a lot of boats. Basscat. They're making a ton, they're making as many boats as they've ever made. Uh, I, I know some of the other uh, boat companies are making a ton of boats right now. I think that that coupled with the early start yep. recipe for a quarter of the field not having their boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's unbelievable. And by the way, if anybody watching tonight, if you guys are interested in 1973 champion Brian the Carpenter's growing plants <laughs> in his, in his hey, that's <laughs> crops. What is that? Is you that can... a, uh, what kind of tree is that growing out of the backpack? <laughs> Famosa. From, yeah, mimosa. What they call <laughs> pussy tree? There's it a famunda. <laughs> it's a famunda tree. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. I heard something. I want while oh. we're talking about. It, I just got to comment on it real quick. In that consolidation, you know, now a lot of the guys that were. You know, Ranger guys or uh, Stratus guys or, you know, all those companies now that are kind of in that one. Bass Pro Shops fold. Mm-hmm. The Bass Pro Shops making those guys work now a little bit. Is that true? And I, yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to say anybody's name Ooh. in particular. I'm not going to say his name. It's just maybe his initials. All right, so it's a man. It's a man. <laughs> I'll just tell you one thing. He likes the color yellow. Oh, oh. And <laughs> I heard him recently, like a week ago. But that didn't give anything away. A lot of people, lot of like, people like that Bing color. Bird likes yellow. I like yellow. So <laughs> My, Vegas loves yellow snow. He was eating some today. <laughs> I mean, yellow is a common color. Carry on. Uh, I heard, I heard about a week ago him griping about you know, oh I gotta work at Bass Pro Shops, you know. But it's nope. interesting how that consolidation now is actually causing people that hate the work to actually have to go work. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? And there's a fair amount of them yeah. out there. And that same guy's never done a Bash University yet. I don't know why. <laughs> or I Clive. He hates to work. We what keep asking hell? him. Yeah. Or I Clive. Or I Clive. Yeah, he blew us off, too. All right. And hey. we didn't name any names. No, we didn't. On that at all. Uh, John, I want to switch gears. And we, I asked everybody that sits on that couch. And I'm, I want to get into it with you a little bit. Because there, there may be some... 
people watching tonight that don't know your backstory. I think a lot of a lot of guys watching tonight do, but tell us how you got fishing a little bit because you've got a little bit of a unique story, and it's a great tie-in to. And we're going to talk about it later. We just had an Ike Foundation um, event on Saturday. Um, you know, bottom line for what we're trying to do is get kids involved in fishing. And your backstory about how you got involved in fishing isn't necessarily as traditional as. You know, no. the normal story we hear. Talk, talk right. about that a little That's bit. That's right. Yeah, see, you know, where I grew up, I was out, out in the country, kind of like you are out here, and there was a pond. We had a pond in the backyard, and I just kept going back there. I wanted to fish. I wanted to fish. My dad, parents, they didn't have any anything. They didn't know anything. Yeah, your dad didn't fish. No, he didn't yeah. fish at all. Yeah. And he still doesn't. Yeah. He's uh, a good hunter, but not so much on the fishing yeah. side. And so he... He would, t- you know, he would take me back there. Uh, we had a family friend that would take me out there. My cousin uh, would take me, and and you know, I started going out there on my own. And just man, once I caught my first bass, it was that was it. I was just I was hooked. I, I, that's all. I didn't want to catch the bru- bluegill or the brim. Yeah, I, none of that. I wanted to catch Say the bass. Bluegill. That's a new. Co- that's a new color we got. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk Brugil. about that later too. I got Brugil. that in my notes. We're gonna be talking about that. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, so I just wanted to catch bass. So we started fishing other ponds, all that kind of stuff, and uh, and then I started fishing tournaments with my cousin. And once I did that, I was just I really had a great time. Met a lot of good people, and and you know my dad supported me the whole way. My mom supported me. Yeah. And man, once I once I was about halfway through college, I said I got to do something for a living. Yeah. I'm gonna try this fishing thing. Let's. Let's do it. So yeah, that's kind of how it so, all so progressed. So in college, what, you, what, you, you were a sophomore, a junior, a senior, and you said to yourself, "I want to try this shit." I mean, it, it, did that it like happen overnight? You uh, just woke no, up and you're well, like, when I was in college, I started taking it more serious because I had played uh, stick and ball sports all the way through high school, and then when I went to college, I didn't want to do one thing year round. Right. Add a little bit, but. Um, I just didn't want to focus on one thing. I wanted to do, two, you know, a couple of different things. Yeah. So, like, all right. So I needed something to kind of fill that competitive niche, and you know, fishing was that. It filled that competitive urge that I got to go do something and and beat everybody. And and so I started doing better when I was in college because I started taking it more serious. And then I said, "Dag on, maybe I can, maybe I can do this for a living." Yeah. And so that's that's when it kind of kind of hit me and. Wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's how, amazing story. How, how did how did it actually happen? Like when you started out, I mean, did you realize success right away, or or how how, how did the progression go for when you? When I was in uh, when I was in college, the I think it was my I was fishing BFLs and club tournaments and stuff like that. And so my sophomore year in the BFLs, I think I, I think that was the year I made a regionals. Then I made the regionals again, and then I made the regionals again my senior year. So I made the regionals, you know, all every year, and I thought that I was like, all right, it's everything's consistent. It's yeah. good, you know, I'm going good. Like I think I can tr- pursue this. So I started fishing FLW as a co-angler. Ever starts as a boater, and the in, the Bassmaster Invitationals they weren't opens that yet. The Bassmaster Invitationals as a as a pro, and my first Bassmaster Invitational, I totally. Bombed. Where, was, second, where was that at? Old Hickory. Oh, oh 
Oh, dear God. Nobody can catch a fish. No, no, no. no. It was bad. And then the second year, I mean, the second tournament, I went to uh, Lake Martin. I got a check, finished like 30th or something. Then the third tournament, I finished third, and I won a brand new Ranger boat. And that gave me the money that I needed yeah. to to really continue doing what I was doing. That's and, important in the beginning. Yeah, having something wow. like that happen. Yeah, because you you, know? you won a boat early on in your career that propels you. Game changing for me. Yeah, game, game changer. Yeah, I won on uh, my second tournament. I won a Ranger boat in one of the Invitationals. Yep. Uh, as well. What? Where were? Where did you win yours? I I won it. Is that Okeechobee? Okeechobee. I finished third. And wow. man, I mean. I basically gave that tournament away. I only lost by a couple pounds, and uh, his his one of his best friends, Rodney Sorrell, finished second in that tournament. Um, and then uh, Greg McLean, who I saw two weeks ago, he won that tournament. So small world, right? Yeah. First, second, third, all wow. you know, well, so close. That you're from Virginia. Had you yep. ever even fished in Florida before? I had. I, that was one of the things when I was growing up. And yeah, I, you I took was, childhood trips there. I did. Oh, okay. when, uh, spring breaks and stuff. Dad would say, you know, let's. Where, where do you want to go? <laughs> Okeechobee. Let's world go to the Big O, son. <laughs> famous Big O. Let's go to the, we, so we went and drowned shiners, and man, we had a we drowned shiners all during the day, and then in the afternoon, I, you know, we'd go and he'd get me around grass lines, and I'd just throw a worm and cast and just rip them. And uh, man, I had a, had a blast. Yeah. And so I knew what Okeechobee looked like growing up. But when we went, every time we went down there, Okeechobee was higher. And then in that tournament, Okeechobee was way low. I think it was only about nine nine feet, something like that. So a lot a lot of it it was cold. So a lot of the fish were pulled into those ditches, rim ditch, Harney Pond, all that kind of stuff. And that's where I ended up. I was cranking. And caught caught the fish that I caught in that tournament, and it was it was like it's like fishing at home. You just you're just cranking different sections to find out where they're where they're sitting, and nice. they moved during the tournament. That was the whole deal. Right, right. Like they were in the one section the first day, and the next day they were here, and the next day they moved down wow. further. Very cool. So so you, from there you got your boat. Now you got your funding. Uh, I guess that just kept you out on the the invitational trail for a while longer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was you know scratching and clawing. In the next year, I switched over to FLW Tour. And really? uh, if you're if you're halfway decent in the <laughs> FLW tour at that time, um, you could make a couple checks and you could pay for your whole season. Thank you. Uh, but I can tell you, FLW tour the competition level has gotten better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I feel like the elite series is milking all the good talent over to the <laughs> over, over yeah. yeah. Over over to the uh, elite series, but I mean, there's still some hammers over there for sure. Yeah, but you, you know what's interesting though is you were. I feel like you were one of the first guys in FLW to kind of see the writing on the wall because you had some of the FLW sponsorships. Right? Yeah, you had some of those team deals. Yeah, but you kind of saw. I think it was a more of a business decision hmm. that Bass and Elites were were the place to be. Yeah. What, what gave you that foresight? Early early on, I, I realized that. If you just wanted to fish and you didn't want to have any obligations outside of the fishing and the tournament side of it, maybe just a few like autograph signings and this and that, FLW was the place to be. Yeah. If you wanted to use a tournament organization as a stepping stone for other things in your career, like an like to have your own show, like an Ike Live show, <laughs> yeah. or, or a bait company, or to have a bait company, right. or to have your own television show, mm-hmm. or something like that, Bassmaster was that 
was gave you the media platform to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I realized that early on, and I said that that's where I need it. That's where I need to focus my energy, and I need to focus my efforts. And so, um, it was interesting because I I told my dad the year before, uh, you know, he would always call me after tournament day and stuff like that, and and so I told him I was like I'm I'm gonna make the classic next year, and he goes. Well, you know, it's not a tough competition, this, that, and the other. I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to make that. And so I put all my focus on that because I was fishing FLW and bass. Yeah. I put all my focus on the bass side, and I made the classic. Right. And um, afterwards, after I made it, I was at Table Rock was the last tournament. I made it. We went down to the uh, Bearded Clam. As the, to have the big after party. Clam. Dude, you were at that party. Yes. That was off the chain. Yes. Well, before, clam. before we digress on the bearded clam, <laughs> uh, we, I called my dad and I said, you know, th- this is this is like twofold. He's like, he's like, you got to be just super excited. I said, I'm excited, but. I'm at the bearded clown. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the clam. But the, the best part was. You're there, you made it, but at the same time, now that you know that you made it, now you know you can make it every year. Yeah. And I told him, I said, now I gotta, I gotta make it every year. This is not just a once in a lifetime. I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta make it every year. So, I think it's like ten out of the last twelve years or something like that. Yeah, I've made it. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Making a classic's a tough thing to do. It I mean, is. It's, it's tough. You got a hell of a streak yeah. going. What's yours, Mike? I don't know what the streak is. How many is. years? It's like. I try not to think about it because I feel like if I think about it, it's going to jinx it. That's true. So I don't want to. So we'll know. talk about it while you're you take your headset off and we'll talk about it amongst ourselves. <laughs> amongst yourselves while I'm in a different room. Yeah. Let me uh, let me remind everybody watching tonight. We want to hear from you. Hit us up on the IM if you've got any questions or comments for John or any of the guys in the room tonight. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're watching through Facebook Live tonight, let me remind you, after our first segment about an hour in, we're going to turn you off, and you've got to come over to IkeLive.com and watch that way. Uh, Eric, the intern, I'm going to put you on the spot. We got any good... Uh good ims coming through anything interesting and you know we like those dirty juicy ones too you know what i mean they're the good ones absolutely what do we got? i haven't really been looking let me take a look Let's see what we got he's been looking at his person we were just looking <laughs> up your uh, classic streak. yeah we he's want, doing we want work. To, he is back in college now so he's doing all his work we, we, we wanted to check the streak we, we were just checking on the streak oh check it on my streak <laughs> yeah <laughs> How many is it? 13. That's my guess. Is it 13? No, it's 17, isn't it? No. 17 total. No, but it's 13 in a row. 13 in a row? Am I right? I don't know. That's why he knows. Since 2002. Since 2002, you've made every one. He doesn't think about it. I honestly don't know. He knows. He's pretending he doesn't know. He says it every night before he goes to bed. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a little, like, check on the wall. (laughs) He counts classes. He hadn't been there here that many years, so I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. The number 16 is sticking in my mind for some reason. Um, I don't know if that's right or not. She's only 16. No, it's 17. My bad. That was the winger. Oh, sorry. Winger song. Yeah. She's That's pretty bad. Somebody starts singing, you just start playing louder. (laughs) If it's bad singing, you drown them out. Hey, let me jump in here right right quick. Yeah. Something completely different. So, our last show. Yes. We had uh, like 12 people call in, right? Yeah. And me and you came up with a list of people we wanted to call in to do the New Year's resolutions. I lost that list. Yeah. I had to, you know, go through my memory, try to come back up with the list, make contact with everybody. We did the show. 
two weeks later, I'm going through my text history to find a number, yeah. and I see two people that I reached out to days before that show and totally blew them off. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So one's not too bad because I, I like both of these guys a lot. Yeah. Right? One's uh, JT Kenny, and I JT feel like Kenny. JT. Okay. Sorry, JT, but JT, yeah. like I think he gets it. Yeah. The one I'm worried about is Jo. <laughs> James Overstreet. I blew off Overstreet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous totally about that accidental, one. Totally accidental, though. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jo understand that. I don't know, man. Yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. right. He's buddy. the Marvel man. Oh, it's man. not a big deal. Yeah. Man, I didn't. I didn't think you were going to even forget him. <laughs> Remember me anyway. It's all right. All right, so I'm overthinking it. You're yes. overthinking oh, it. Dude, In totally. fact, I think we should have Jo on Tonight. one of the next shows okay. as. Uh, as a little retribution. Retribution? You know, <laughs> for that mistake. He's, you know? a, he's liable Sorry, to cut you. Yeah. I don't know. He's from the backwoods, man. He might man. cut you, or he might take a really unflattering picture of you. Yes. It's not hard to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the TMZ of the outdoor world. That's you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Could happen. It could, could happen. happen. What do we got, Eric? Let's good? see. Yeah, we got one pretty good question coming in right now. They asked you, what do you guys think of the elite schedule, and what type of fisherman do you think it favors? Ooh. Well, the question was, what do we think of the elite schedule, and what kind of fishermen does it favor? Well, I think the elite schedule, you know, my broad view of the elite schedule this year is it's going to be another shallow water year mm-hmm. from, from the looks of it. You know, I think it favors shallow water uh, power fishermen. Yeah, Fritz picked the wrong year to come back. <laughs> Fritz definitely picked Sorry, the wrong. brother. Well, I think Fritz picked the wrong decade to come back. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I mean, like, that's not, a, that's not against Fritz. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> not bad. against Fritz. It's not bad. Dig out of that one. Dig out of that one. No, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Too bad it's live and recorded. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't. I'm just, all I'm saying is, let me, let me fix this. Go ahead. Shut your mouth and let me fix this for a second. I, I think on, this go. hole might get deeper. Okay. Listen, let me explain myself. I'm going to look at the camera explain myself. So look more sincere. Dude, everyone and their brother and their mother has the best electronics now. They've got Navionics, Lake Master, <laughs> GPS, side imaging, and structure scan. <laughs> in addition to that, uh, the very best crankbait anglers in the world have shared their knowledge yep. through Bash University and other programs mm-hmm. like that. I don't think the offshore advantage is there anymore like it once was, and that—that's uh. what—that's all I'm saying. It's nothing. That's not against David. Good job I'm digging out. I really well, no, I'm serious. I really believe that, you know. Five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years when mm-hmm. Fritz was dominating, dude, he was the very best because he understood it without all the gadgets. Mm-hmm. And now every everybody has the gadgets and they have a better understanding of how to fish like that. And you love to fish like that, and I love yeah. to fish like but that. He, yeah, he still fishes by feel quite a bit. Right. And he's good. He's good at fishing by feel. That will get him by. But as far as having all that stuff to himself anymore. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah. But, but you re- you remember the good, good old days. Like yep. y- you fished in Virginia a lot, dude. If you were around uh bugs or Gatson or any of those lakes, dude, he was hard to beat. Oh, because dude, I, he just he just knew it better than and, anybody. Him you know? and uh, David Wright and Jeff Coble, man, those guys from back in the day. Yeah. Worked at Je- uh, Gerald Beck. Gerald mm-hmm. Beck. Dude, them dudes would they find they found it all. 
kill you on the offshore bite. Well, yeah. the, the thing about Fritz is the intangible is that he is a killer. Like, he closes tournaments. Oh, he's a closer. So he's won, he's won at the highest level, and he's yeah. won many, many big-time tournaments. So yeah. if he does get a sniff yeah. of the pattern, I think he's still a threat to yeah. win. Yeah. At that level, at the elite level, yeah. I think he's he's definitely a player, yeah. and he's, we've seen it happen on the FLW side, yeah. where you know you just see all of a sudden he'd be on him yeah. and just dominating, yeah. you know. So it, it's interesting. And here's the other thing: Fritz has won events, and other than cranking, mm-hmm. I remember a Lake Seminole win he had on a, a Carolina rig. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's won other ways. Up so at Minnetonka with the Carolina rig. Minnetonka with Carolina rig. Way back. Yeah. So he can he can win other ways. Well, sure. you know, as far as the elite schedule goes, there's something else that I notice in it that is similar to this year is the smallmouth tournaments. Smallies. The smallmouth are going to play a big factor toward the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and you got Pipkins, you know, and you got some some you got fighter that just. Learned a lot on his rookie year, yeah. and now you know, Pit, with the Pipkins and Fighter both have mm. a problem of sucking a big mule the first part of the year, <laughs> and then having to bail themselves out <laughs> at the end of the year because they're like they have no other option, yep. and they're good up there. Yep. And you know that's one thing I want to ask Poche when he gets here. Man, he totally took a crap in the first two tournaments this year, this past year. And then and the rest of the year, he was as good as anybody on tour. I mean, mm-hmm. he fished really good the rest of the year. After the first two tournaments, I looked at it and said, he's got no shot. And yeah. then, I mean, dude just fished his butt off the rest of the year. So yeah. I'll be curious to see what he says, you know, what changed. Right. What, what do you do different? Yeah. It's interesting. It, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, you see that in a lot of anglers. I mean, you just – everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses, you know. And a lot of times in that early pre-spawn – time of year is it, a lot of guys struggle sight fishing a lot of guys aren't, aren't there certain guys are super talented spawn at phase. that the spawn, spawn phase. phase tournaments yep yeah and uh and this but the smallmouth guys i think have what is it three or four events you got champlain thousand islands st Clair, and st Clair. so you got three events yeah that's that's a lot and cherokee possibly and, and cherokee don't count smallmouths out being Cherokee. a big factor. In that's a, not a, in a that's in not a conventional smallmouth though. Right, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll see how it goes. I got a little inside scoop on Pipkins that uh, um, he's he he was at our Bash University. I I hope he's not upset if I say anything, but he's wearing a cast on his hand. Wow. Yep. And uh, he's supposed to be getting that off and um, have enough time to rehabilitate it. Oh, he had a little little damage to his hand, yeah. or his wrist, or yeah, domestic. Something going, something going on with his hand. I think he just fell or something. Wow. Well, I hope he I feels broke, better. It was about, it was what, about 10 years ago. I broke my uh, my hand, my right hand, playing basketball mm-hmm. about a month before the season started. And I fished the first four or five events with a cast on. And I, that year, I had a bad year, but it wasn't because of the cast. Is that right? Yeah. Now, is that your casting hand or your... It was my right hand. I'm right-handed. Were you able to cast with it? Yeah. Even with the cast on? Yeah. Wow. No problem. My fingers worked. That's all I needed. Gotcha. I didn't need my wrist. I just needed my fingers. Excellent. Excellent. The fingers. <laughs> Are your fingers good? Are your fingers good? <laughs> <laughs> you need good fingers to handle hot dogs. Because <laughs> I got... I got one of the big ones. All right. All right. All right. All right, John. I want to uh, fast forward a little bit. 
and uh, and we we actually it's funny because we shot a Going Ike show together yes. this year. It's yep. gonna be a great episode, by the way. I'm very excited about that one. Where were you guys? Uh, at? We filmed in a little lake. We're gonna call it Lake X because we don't want to give away the uh-huh. location of that lake. But it was a Lake X near uh, the Missile Bates factory. Okay. And uh, it was a really so let me let me jump back and tell so you. So prim- stock pond? No, it was not no. a stock pond. <laughs> Anything. But. And let me tell you, the premise of the show was we were going to catch them on missile jigs. We were okay. going to highlight the mini flip. We were going to highlight mm-hmm. the headbanger. We were going to catch them on jigs. It was the most amazingly tough day, but it was perfect scenario for when jigs work. You know, it was really a nice tie-in to the show. Um, water was like off-colored. It was like cold front. Like all this, it was a tough bite. But we we did catch a lot of fish on jigs. It was, it yeah. was pretty awesome. Once we awesome. kind of figured out the the banks they were on, and, yeah. and everything, it all started to click and work out. So that was it was fun. That was it was money. fun. Yeah. But we talked a little bit about it in that show. But I want to talk about it here. Um, I, I want to tell people watching tonight. I know a lot of a lot of them know that we've traveled together for a long time. Oh yeah. And let's let's go back and and talk about. It's been a long time, man. It and has. Was, uh, we we kind of kind of hooked up. Indirectly, early on, mm-hmm. got to be over ten years ago. How many years ago was it? Since before you won the classic, I don't know. It's got to be. Know when <laughs> it's got it's got to be right around this time. Because, before you won the classic, yeah. To give you a time perspective. It was right around like because Pete, you stopped fishing the tour, and then like I I like was Jones in the travel with somebody, and I hooked up with Ish, and then it was like the next year that that we connected, and, mm-hmm. and then we just started room together, and it was. Off to the yeah. races from then. Yeah. A lot of years. It's been a number of years. Yeah. It's been a number it's been of years. Awesome. We've seen some really cool and really disturbing stuff in those <laughs> years. <man. laughs> yeah. Some good times and some interesting times for a- sure. Any good stories that, that you want to tell on air tonight about our rooming together over the last... Ten plus years. Oh man! Did you uh, ever observe Mike jamming a rod through the wall where you stay? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did I see that... Mike at one time. There was a wall <laughs> that had misbehaved, and there was a broken rod that needed to beat it. And so he <laughs> needed the broken it. rod beat that wall mm-hmm. at one time. They need that sometimes. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, and it, you know, like Ish and I, we always have the the saying where uh, we have a great, you know, we had a great, and we still do. You know, when you when you're able to room with us and whatnot, uh, it's nice because Ish does the cooking. He yeah. loves to cook. This you know? is a great cook. And, yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the cleaning. I don't mind cleaning a bit. And then you know, Mike comes back and he he does the eating. <laughs> so that works out. It's a nice, it's a nice three-way. <laughs> I see. You just mu- discouraged about thirty people from ever traveling with me the rest of my life. No, but seriously, Mike, he will clean the dishes too. Every no, once I, in a while, I'll be I, like, while, yeah. I'll say, "Hey, dude, I, I I need a break," and he yeah. goes, "Got it." And then I'll wake up in the morning, they're all clean. Yeah, nice. I, man, we it's all good. That's, that's funny. You know, the interesting thing, and you you know this, the interesting thing about traveling is you get to see amazing things, beautiful mm-hmm. things, and when you're renting houses like we did and we we used to do, you get to see funny, crazy, weird, weird stuff. I want to talk about a couple. The one yeah. I want to talk about, we stayed. Brian and Carver, listen to this one. This one's good. We stayed I'm at listening. a place in what was it? it was South Carolina. 
And it's a house. You yes. happen. I don't know about to blame on you, but yes, John happened I, to this find this me. one. Yes. And uh, so we stayed at this house. It was great because it was right on the lake. It was 10 minutes from the ramp. It's the perfect case scenario. Plenty of parking. And like, uh, and, and I was traveling with Becky at the time, and I think Ve- was Vegas an infant? Or no, no, maybe Vegas wasn't even born. I don't think. I think it was pre-Vegas. Because Maya was Maya was a couple years yes, old. Yes. And uh, so we're pulling in there, and we're like driving through like a junkyard sorta to get to this yes. house. I'm like looking at all this stuff, and I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, we're driving through like a junkyard to get to the house. And I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever. And we get there, and we get in the house, and dude, I am not shitting you. The guy's house that we're renting, it's his house, and he's a hoarder. Yes. An actual freaking hoarder like the TV show Hoarder. Like cardboard boxes. And like you're renting you that. 19, 19 sets of uh, knives and forks yeah, in the everything. drawer. All in the one drawer. 20 can openers. Like, I mean, mag- every magazine he's ever come to the house. Really? Like a hoarder's so. house, dude. And we're staying there, you know, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget two I, things that happened there. I would say it's it's sufficient. It was sufficient, you know, because... For our purposes. Well, yeah, the golden rule of a tournament... If you're a tournament guy, you know this. The golden rule is a bed to sleep on and electricity to charge your boat. And everything else is great, And right? safety and security for your... Right, and security. But it was odd staying at this house. And I remember, like, the second they were there, dude... Cockroaches. The cockroaches start nope. showing up. Palmetto but, and, bugs. And here, Palmetto that's what he bugs. said. Dude, the cockroaches. <laughs> They're even bigger. Up. And he came back, and we confronted him, and he's like, you know, oh, like because no. Becky's with me. Beck's like, man, there's you got bug, you got a bug issue, man. Because we killed he's one. He's like, oh was... no, 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 don't worry about it. The palmetto bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. And then the other, the other portion of that, which uh, my wife's at the uh, my daughter's basketball game, so she's not listening. And so, the other part was my wife and Maya came down to visit because you know it's not that far from Virginia. So we're da- we're down there and they come down and and when I'm at a tournament, I, it's it's a hundred percent focus on the tournament. If I'm not watching the weather, I, we're talking about what they might bite, where they yeah. might go, you know. And it was at Hartwell that was a uh, you know one of those heron silly heron tournaments and. And so we're talking about all that kind of stuff. And so Maya comes in, and I go in the shower, and she lays. I didn't know she was in the bedroom. Yeah, she's young. And, she's in the bedroom four. that I'm. The bedroom I'm sleeping in is the owner's bedroom. Yeah. So she cuts on the TV, and she's trying to watch TV, and <laughs> and when she when I come out of the shower, she's laying flat on the bed, like looking at the TV, going. Daddy, I can't get one of these stations to come on. And I, and I look at the TV and I went, oh, dear God. <laughs> and it was an what was it? adult movie. <laughs> and, it, and it had four different options. And there was a DVD in the TV. Yeah. And there was four different options. Like you could pick from each one of them. But they had the, it was like the live preview. And so, but they were thumbnails, you know, so they were little. Yeah. So she couldn't really see what was going on. But there was like nothing but knees and elbows in the, in the preview deals. And, I came out and I was like, oh, dear Lord. And so as soon as I said something, Sonia comes running in the room. Oh, my God. And she, she blames me. She goes, what are you watching? <laughs> I said, 
I've never turned the TV on all week. I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> Sony's like, what have you been writing, John? Yeah. She said, I said, I don't know. I haven't turned the TV on all week. And so Maya's just laying there laughing. She said, what's so funny? And so, you know, Sony and I are just in tears, dying laughing. And I what, remember that. What's on the TV. So that was one of the fun uh, fun trips. I remember the- that. I remember that. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, we also have stayed at some amazing places. We've stayed at some oh, yeah. places that are like Biggie Smalls-esque, you know, not mansions, but we've stayed at some amazing places as well. But the other one I remember is at Seminole, and this is more recently, I remember we, we got a house, <laughs> and I had a bad second day. I didn't make the cut. Oh, boy. And oh, I had God. to come back and vent, dude, and I'm so pissed off. And this, this was another one of those... Margin, marginal, houses, marginal marginal houses yeah. you know and for whatever reason the the i think it was the room i was staying in or it was downstairs in the living room there's a bunch of like old toys laying around and these weird like dolls and i'm so pissed <laughs> off dude i grabbed this baby doll and you and i'm like i just start shaking the thing. and you were walking down the stairs with it i walked down the stairs with it and i threw it into the living room it's hard to in the living room and dude it went straight out the window <laughs> Bounced so, off the table. Bounced up, straight out the front window, dude. Broke it? Broke oh, it. shattered it. Shattered it. So we lost our <laughs> deposit. I can't even remember I had to pay. But that doll went straight through the window. So I, you had to talk to the owner. Did I you call, tell him a doll went through the window? Yeah, I called I called the owner. I said, uh, we had a we had a situation. <laughs> <laughs> I said, kind of a random, odd, strange uh, course of events that occurred. Uh, but nonetheless... Uh, the window got knocked out in the. Uh, I said, so whatever the charge is, yeah. just let me know and we'll pay it. And he goes, man, that's not a big deal. It's just a single pane glass window. He said, that's that's only like fifty bucks or something. He said, I I can fix that. That's no big. He was he was completely oh, okay no. with it. And yeah. I was like, oh okay, all right. Well, whatever you need to charge, man. I know you got our security deposit. I mean, I think all he held held back was fifty bucks. And, yeah. And then he, you know, wow. But but it, he, I, he took it very very well. Is that is well. that is that the only security deposit you lost? <laughs> that would in be the a last negative. ten years. Hey, tell tell everybody. I was not rooming with you at the tournament, but let's while we're talking about tournaments, what happened at the Oneida House that one time on the north end of the lake uh, when you got up there on stage after you? I don't know what happened. Did you win or made the classic? And then you gave out the address to the yes. house on the way in stage. Yes. And there was a ton of random ass people oh, at your yeah. at your at their house and somebody threw up behind the oh, couch. Gosh. Yeah. And it, it was like all these people, the house was trashed. Yeah, that was bad. I don't know. We won't get into details, but somehow a boatload of throw up ended up behind the couch. Was it you? I can't. I don't know who it was, but there was I a boatload of throw up behind the couch. <laughs> Sneaky place to drop that. I don't but, know who it was. By the way, Mike lived at my house for What's oh, three or four months. You lived with me? Six months? Remember that? Yeah, but I never threw up behind your couch. No, but, uh, but like, you know, day 12, dishes still in sink. We would keep like a running tab how long the dishes. Yeah. I remember the best is like the whiskers. He'd shave and and the sink would just oh, have dude. whiskers look all like around a, him. Look like a mouse was electrocuted. In yeah. the sink. <laughs> that's the best. Because Brian bought a house when he was, what were you, in your 20s? 24, dude. yeah. Dude, Brian bought his first house when he was 24. 
And so, you know, he's he's got it's me, uh, him, another guy, old old head. Yeah, old head, yeah. And, and <laughs> and old, head, old homeless and, guy. And on top of that, your house the house is in a college town. Mm. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Good, good times. Best case scenario. Let me remind everybody watching, uh, if you got a comment, hit us up on the IM. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's gonna be a tremendous show, Break time. Pete, for the Al- remainder of the show. How's is. the Facebook Live going, by the way? I don't know. Can I get an update? Uh, good viewership. It's going good. I good saw a thumbs up. Okay, so uh, thank you, everybody on Facebook Live, for tuning in. Once again, when we're done our first segment, go to IkeLive.com and follow us over there. Let's, let's wrap this here. You want to wrap it up? Well, okay, listen. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Johnny... We're going to be talking to Shannon. We're going to be talking Missile Bates. I'm very curious to hear the story about Missile Bates. Yes, Brian? Keith Poche, Shea Baker. I can't hear you. Keith Poche (laughs) and Shea Baker. Keith Poche. Oh, Keith Poche. Shea Baker. uh, Recent MLF winner and Shea Baker uh, also coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So hang hang in there with us. We'll come back more Ike Live. And remember, if you're watching on Facebook, go to IkeLive.com. And finish watching. Hang in there with us. Be right back.